animation. Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork, one-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells, background paintings, and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking The Brave Little Toaster. We're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, The Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code RING. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Or, as you might hear in Esperanto, the equivalent of a grabby pouch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. This is episode number... 356. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I am joined with... It's Nagobon. Yo, Nagobon, I gotta ask you a serious question, not to get political. Uh, but, when it comes to Elios, are you putting it on a cookie tray, or are you putting it directly on the rack? I'm a cookie tray guy. Uh, okay. I- I, I, sometimes you get the drip and it smells funky and you don't want the yes. funky smell. Oh, any funkier than it already is. That's how I get in trouble at my house because I'm a rack guy, but I have to put the cookie tray underneath the rack because of the drippies. Because yeah. then my wife gets upset because then the stove is all messy. I, I'm the well, one who cleans the stove anyway, but she, she don't like the smell of the burnt Ilios happening. Yeah. By the way, this episode not sponsored by Ilios. And Ilios, you're not fooling anybody. That's not nine slices. That's three. Yeah. Actually, uh, let me uh, further subdivide that. If it's a full-blown oven, it's yeah. going on the tray. If it's a toaster oven, right on the rack. Oh, okay. You, you switch hitting on me with the Elios cooking uh, <laughs> cooking preferences. I, all right. Hey, it's me, Kyle, with a quick break-in programming note. Normally, when we do a handy pocket episode on a specific game, I'll play the game music in the background. But because we're dealing with a demo... That's not going to happen. Instead, we're going to hear some music from God Bless the Ring, Urgeis, a 1998 fighting game put out by Squaresoft. And now back to our show. Oh, uh, more importantly, uh, I have to ask you, what's in your pocket? It's actually fitting in there pretty well because it's kind of, it's relatively small. It's actually a demo uh, oh. for Bitter Silver. Tell me about this. I- I'm not aware of this game. Uh, it's a visual novel. It's kind of a uh, spacefaring western sort of thing. It's def- they've even admitted the devs have admitted that it is a little bit Firefly inspired, but it doesn't have the uh, issue of being attached to Joss Whedon in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, and uh, it's you as a lady captain of a crew of bounty hunters, mm-hmm. uh, along with your uh, alien partner. And your other compatriot, who is a, I believe, roboticized cat? Oh, a cyborg cat. Is that what you mean? Or is it like a android? I believe it is cyborg because it is, it's not entirely 
made clear. It definitely has some robot parts, but I think it was originally organic. You know, this is, uh, I, I gotta guess, it's its probably like the fifth or sixth visual novel we've talked about on Handy Pocket. I'm happy to see this genre kind of flourish. I, I imagine, and y- you know, you tell me otherwise, it has everything to do with the different downloadable stores now where you, people are just able to make smaller games, get them out there to people and um, do them inexpensively and offer them relatively inexpensively because I was a big, uh, not visual novel fan, but point and click adventure fan. And you saw that's kind of petered out now. And it's mainly because there was only one company doing it, and they spent way too much money. But I see all these independent people putting out these visual novels and I'm happy to see it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, point and click's been on a resurgence for at least like half a decade now. I know oh, Wadget, okay. Wadget Eye just dropped another one recently, as did Harvester Games. See, I got I got to get back into you know playing games that aren't thirty years old. I guess yeah. there are a lot of them lean horror uh, more than like the classic mystery or Moon Logic ones, but mm. you can you can find them. It, 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 there are people who are putting them out again a lot because of uh, the variety of storefronts and accessibility of getting stuff out there. Well, tell me about Bitter Silver, then. Yeah, well, you're a trio of bounty hunters in space. Uh, the demo covers, like, basically the first scenario, kind of laying down the story for the full game and whatnot. Clearly, you know, you're down on your luck, because you gotta be with this sort of story. And you uh, end up capturing a guy, and it's a lot of... Um, it's bigger on the whole impact of choice thing, and it's very clear about kind of what choices that are leaning towards what like right off the bat you actually get to pick a back extra background trait for your captain be mm-hmm. it like are you bigger on sexy times with your partner and like you're more flirty and stuff do you like hanging out with the cat friend and um watching like cheesy uh, space dramas and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i picked for the i've only run through it once thus far but i picked one where the ship becomes an extra character like, you've been with the ship so long that you can kind of interpret its uh, vibrations and cr- weird creaks and stuff to the point that huh. it's basically talking to you, which is kind of cool. You get some extra dialogue options with that. And yeah, it just that just unlocks some extra options in general for kind of all the characters. Is that the extent of the customization? Can you change the appearance of the captain, or are you kind of locked in? Uh, the character set appearance-wise, and like okay. there's no there's no like stat assignment or anything. Because okay. there, there is like... A somewhat set story they're trying to tell so you're reined in a little bit gotcha. but it is kind of nice to you know put your own spin on it uh from the get-go and then as you go like you can defer to one character or another uh to play towards their preferences for you or like how they would interpret a situation or bring them in to assist you with certain bits of the situation as it unfolds right i, I mean the customization that you did list and this is just the demo but it's essentially keys opening uh, gates to other paths within the game. So a lot of visual novels back when I played them or point-and-click adventure games, once you played through it once, you didn't do it again. There, wa- there wasn't a reason to go back and, and play through it again because you knew where everything was hidden unless you gave it a few years distance where you forgot where certain things were, were placed. So that's neat. I, I like that feature. Yeah, and there's there's five traits to start, and never mind the choices you make later. So there's right. plenty of replay value. I mean, the demo alone has a whole. Uh, you know how visual novels uh, tend to have like a gallery spread of the different scenes you've been through and endings you've gotten. Yeah, there's like a three or four page spread of those, and I unlocked like maybe three things in that on one mm. playthrough. Okay. So 
there is room to go back and uh, mess around with stuff if you're into getting every last ounce of thing. And again, just a demo thus far. Uh, is it a voice acted game or is it you're strictly reading text on a screen? Uh, you are reading text. Uh, okay. I streamed it so I had to read it all out loud. Yeah. I don't know if they're planning to get voice acting later because the release date still is completely up in the air as of this recording. Mm. But uh, the art style is pretty good. Or like, it's a little. It feels a little bit anime inspired, but not heavily so. It's still very clearly more Western cartooning, and uh, they like they're they're very upfront. They're like you get your you get all the different characters pronouns right off the bat, and mm-hmm. um, so you know where you're going with everybody. There's enough character feel there that you can get a voice for each of them in your head pretty easily, or you know if you're reading it to someone else. Or reading it out loud to yourself. I don't know how you play these. It puts something there. It's not just like completely blank slate, and you're just trying to feel around for uh, what kind of vibe you're getting from everybody. Yeah, I'm looking at it uh, now, and visually, I'd agree that it is. It's Western. It's today's modern look for Western comic art, where there's an actual acknowledgement of manga, but not being anime or manga, right? So it's like we we can make our Western artwork looking look better because we are acknowledging the fact that there's other art styles out there. I'd even say maybe if I were to pin it, French looking. Actually, yeah, yeah, I get a little uh, Rene Lalou, especially out of the uh, the partner. And I'm seeing some people compare this to uh, you said Firefly, uh, Cowboy Bebop is a another uh, reference pull that some people are comparing this game to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got uh, kind of that angle, too, if you're more familiar with the anime side. Mm. About, about how long's the demo? Uh, I think I got through it in about, like, an hour, hour change. Okay. Again, I was reading everything out loud, too. Like, doing it on your sure. own, you could probably do it in 30 pretty easily. Plus, I was hitting every extra dialogue option that did pop up. So, just to get every last ounce out of that first run. Without spoiling anything, what is the general plot? What, what's driving these characters, in the demo at least? Uh, well, it starts kind of in media res. You bring the prisoner on board, and it turns out, uh, well, multiple uh, people in your party have history with mm-hmm. this guy that you found. Uh, and it's mostly, the scenario on the whole is just figure out what to do with this guy. Um, He's connected with something bigger you're searching for, and you're trying to get information out of it. It's deciding how to get the information out of him regarding the thing you're looking for and who you want, who on your crew you want to help you with that. Mm-hmm. If you want help at all, you can you can opt to do it solo as well. Like I'm tr- it's incredibly vague there, but yeah, it turns out that the thing you're looking for. Uh, you're you're collecting these gubbins. I think they're, they're pins or something. Yeah, that were tied to an organization, and it turns out there's a few more than there should have been, according to uh, your knowledge of the organization that you're getting them from, and uh, your experience with them. And clearly, the guy you've picked up knows something about that, and you got to get it out of him. Is it mostly dialogue trees, or are you solving puzzles in different ways? Currently, it's just dialogue. I don't know if they might include puzzles later. Okay. And um, gunplay does come into it, albeit through dialogue trees. Again, mostly mm-hmm. deciding how to set up um, a maneuver mm-hmm. or signal to your uh, teammates before things shake out 
based on what you do. Now, maybe you said this. Does the cat talk? The cat does talk. It's fully okay. uh, capable of human speech. It's not like meow and you, it's translated. Right, okay. And can you pet the cat? Uh, I believe there is actually... I can't remember if there was a moment where you got to pet it. You can hang out with it, which is right. cool. Yeah, on the whole, the writing is all... It does a good job of uh, being funny without, you know, being, like, cloying. Again, it, does, it doesn't suffer from the Whedon issue. It's not mm. all wit, uh, witty back and forth and just everybody sounding way smarter than anybody would be. Right. Uh, like, literally, literally, I think the only complaint I had was that they uh, called the cat a calico when it is clearly just once. And I'm like, that is clearly a great tabby. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Maybe they wrote the dialogue before they had the art finalized. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's not even nowhere near the final version, so that that might actually get fixed. Now, again, we're just talking about a demo. Are you going to many locations, or are you mostly just on your ship dealing with this person you picked up? You're just on the ship. Like they described oh. the planet you uh, picked them up on, and like the whole place that you were in, but you don't get to go back there. But yeah. you know, like it's got a little different segments. You go to your quarters, well, you and your partner's quarters. Uh, they uh, make it clear that it's shared and a mess. Uh, <laughs> and then like the cat has its own. Um, I guess I guess it's in one of the storage holds, but it's got its little own nest set up. You hang on the cockpit for a bit. Uh, you get to check out the brig. So you get you get kind of get a feel for the interior of the ship mm-hmm. and the way it's uh, described and the way you move from scene to scene. You get a feel for how everything is interconnected. So you can kind of picture it in your head. And there is actually a, a small illustration of the ship exterior mm-hmm. on uh, the traits list for the trait where the ship talks to you as well. How about soundtrack? Ethereal, I guess? I, I'm, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Uh, nothing that is ringing a bell. I think there okay. was like some background music, but it wasn't anything right. um, jumping out at me. Again, still early in the demo stages, so there yeah. might be some of that coming down the line as well. Right, and with visual novels, too, a lot of times you, you don't want the music to be distracting because you're reading a lot of text on the screen. You're supposed to take that in. You don't need anything that's, uh, you know, get, pulling your, like, uh, spoken lyrics or anything like that where it could pull you away from the story that you're engaged with. Yeah. All right, final thoughts. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I heard of this um, from a streamer friend of a streamer friend. Uh, who is friends with the devs. Mm -hmm. So I was glad I kind of stumbled upon that secondhand, and um, if nothing else, i got to spend some more time with these other uh, abilities to see uh, what I can get before the full game comes out. I don't know if the save's going to carry over either, but kind of hope so. Oh, I hope so, too. I hate that. (laughs) Especially when it's a full hour you're putting in. Yeah, yeah. that does it for this episode i'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me as well as the members of one rad club without whom these shows just wouldn't happen if you'd like to show your support for these shows check out oneradclub.com for just a dollar a month you can get early access to all the great shows on the one rad podcast network and for a little bit more than a dollar a month you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards again be sure to check out OneRadClub.com Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.
our incredibly supportive and attentive feline friend, I'm sure, agrees with me. The blissful calico takes a long sip of his drink. That's 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 not a calico. That, 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 that's a tabby. 